What is up, everybody? It's Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. Still sitting electronically more than six feet away from me. Here's my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, how are you doing today? And uh, my name is Randy Tanguma. Hi, guys. What's your name again? Um, Brandon Tanguma. That's what okay. they tell me. I never, I never knew how to pronounce the last time. I thought it was Tangumi. Yes, but... you're just adding letters that aren't there. Well, no, there, there's the the um, the accent on top of the G, right? C, 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 C. Anyways, Brandon, I'm doing fine. Little, little tired. Worked a little bit over time. You know, a little sore. Been working hard all week, but you know, things that a working man does. Brandon, oh, how are you? Nice. Oh, well, I'm doing okay. Still not working because my uh, my job, my boss just ghosted me. So that's nice. But even bit, well, not even better. Uh, my cat. Almost committed art. Well, did commit arson yesterday. Oh, House almost burnt down. What? I know. So, as you know, as I've stated on this podcast, you know, I'm trying to get healthy, going back to the gym, back on that grind. Yeah. So I went to the gym. Okay. I was a little was a little chunky fat boy. Didn't go maybe as hard or as long. That's what she said. As I should have. Okay. But uh, so you know, I I leave the gym. Tum tum. Wasn't feeling all that great. So I left and I was like, okay, you know, we're just going to go back home. It's going to be fine. And then uh, I go walk up to get the mail, unlock the car, unlock the door. And the wind blew open kind of the back, the back door. So I could hear there was a ticking sound going on in the house. The fuck? We have a gas stove. So when you turn it all the way up, oh yeah, there's a ticking sound. And so as soon as I heard that, I realized what that was. Mother was not home. She was, uh, you know, whatever. This was Thursday. Thursday, she goes into the office. So no one was home. It was just the cats. And I rush in. I, like, drop everything. I got to, like, fumble in my keys. I'm trying to unlock. My legs are also kind of dead and sore at the same time. And so I fumble. I open up. I open up the door. I run. And, yes, one of the burners was full blast going. And so we had... Uh, turkey that we were defrosting for the day luckily we had a big uh, whatever you call it baking sheet underneath it so the the turkey was in a plastic bag with the on top of the baking sheet and it was the burner was just going full blast the thing the turkey was burnt the plastic was burnt it burnt onto the pan so we got to get a new pan and yeah i don't know how long i don't know how long it was going it couldn't have been that long, but long enough to where it created some serious damage. So maybe I would say like a half hour, maybe, maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little bit shorter. But yeah, so it, all the people here all come over to my house. They know how it's all set up. So I would assume what the cat did is he jumped onto the stove, which he has done. He jumped onto the stove to look at the turkey or something, and he jumped off the stove and he just happened to do it at the exact right angle to where his paw like twisted the cap to turn the burner on and he put it on full blast mind you we've had cats for almost 20 years at this house we've had these particular cats for like three four years at this time never happened once never has a cat ever turned on the stove and of course this one time when no one's home it got turned on house was burnt down so that was fun (laughs) i'm not laughing at the fact that your house was burnt down but just the fact that I'm just imagining you fucking trying to, you're like, what the fuck? And like, you just like, oh, my legs, ow, ow. And just like, 
<laughs> okay, I might have over-exaggerated the, the leg hurting part, but then the whole house smelled like burnt plastic. And so I have to like air it out. I'm turning all the fans on, lighting candles, opening up doors. And I go to the kitchen window and I try to take, I try to like, you know, spread the curtain open. And then of course the fucking curtain falls down because we have one of those gimmicks where it's like a pole, like an extendo pole. So yeah. it just connects to like the two sides of the cabinets yeah. and then it falls down. And then I like, fine. And then I get a step stool. I go up, I try to do it and I I'm short. So I need to like put my leg up on top of the sink and my legs are kind of numb. And then I put it up, but then there's another curtain cover thing on top of it. And that thing falls down. It was just, a, it was a complete shit show. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, all, all while the all while the cats are in their stupid little whatever you call that thing, their, their cat cat hill cat gimmick, just looking tower. at me. The cat tower. Thank you, Dom. Like, just looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot. And I know, I know which one it was. It was that <laughs> motherfucker Finn. He's a goddamn idiot. He was the buy one get one free cat. We didn't want him anyways. We just wanted one. Oh, the cute little that cute little light skinned one. We wanted that one. Not. We didn't want the darker one. And then they, they just like, oh, no one wants that cat. So they just threw it in there for free. And like, you know what? Fine. I guess we'll take him. And then he's just the goddamn troublemaker. Oh, you know, I've which was a- funny because the day before on Wednesday, I was on a washing spree. So I was just washing all day. I was, you know, wow. wash my clothes, wash my bedding, did all that good did fun stuff. Um, I did wash my ass. I did take a shower. Okay, okay good. Yes, yes, yes. Um, And then I was just thinking to myself, man, I wonder if because I stepped away to go to the gym and I had the dryer on. I was like, man, I've had the dryer on for like whatever, five, six hours straight. I hope the house doesn't burn down. Little did I know the house almost did burn out the day after. So that's great. Well, you're alive. You got a roof over your head, man. And you got animals that love you. Eh, I mean, fuck them, two, cats, right? two of them. Well, actually, well, one of them hates me right now because as a studio audience pointed out, we have a full on flea infestation. And so we uh, started putting the, the flea stuff back on the cats, even though we weren't affected by it by any means. But, you know, was, I like how it's just like one thing after a fucking another, like, oh, God. What's and then so then we uh, little Bailey, shout out Bailey, climbed my bed. I had one of the little flea gimmicks uh, next to my bed. So I went to go try to get him. And as soon as like it just barely grazes the top of his head, he just runs away. So he probably hates me right now, too. Jesus. So you're saying the only person loves you in that house is your mom right now? Well, you don't know. And that's, mom- a, and that's that's a stretch. <laughs> oh God, is there anything else? That, I mean, like, I mean, I I don't think I did. I don't even think we need to do the podcast anymore. What? Oh yeah, look at those flea bites on the studio audience's leg just from your house. Oh my God, you know, we sh- you should sue him. You should sue him. If only Actually, we if only we had another person's house that we could go after we go to. It's a nice new clean apartment. I don't know. I, I don't think that a place exists. Just just yet. Just yet. <laughs> that's okay. We're going over there for a revolution, right? We're just gonna invite ourselves. I mean, I think that's what everybody does for any, you know, every you know. You, you, well, actually, no, no one. Well, maybe that person in question definitely didn't just invite himself over to my house because I have cats and he may or may not have a significant other that is severely allergic to cats. And he knew that. I'm not throwing any accusations out there. I'm just making observations. Great. Now, now, now we can't go bowling. It's okay. We're not going to be going bowling with him anyways. He's the opponent. We're going to have a new team. 
I don't know how it works, how many people, but we're going to fucking, we're going to beat Knuckle Deep. We're, we're going to be called the Peter Gozinia. The Barry McCockiners. Or the Bork Lasers. <laughs> every time. Even if there's no reason for it, gets them every time. Uh, I'm fine with that name. So then, so, I mean, clearly us three, as in studio audience, yourself and me and I, who's number four? Maybe a former best friend. Um, maybe we pull, maybe we get like a Cody situation. We sign away someone from Knuckle Deep, you know, get a Scott Hall, just jump ship. It'll be a big old deal. I mean, whoever we sign, they have or to. Do, or we just put it on Craigslist and we just get some like serial killers or something join our team, which intimidation is a factor as well. So it could help I mean, us. We can always ask my uh, my my new manager, see if he uh, he down. I heard you might be getting a new coworker. Maybe you can ask him. I mean, he. I think he already is a bowler. But not a very good. He says he's a bowler, but he's probably not that good. He's just probably overcompensating. Exactly, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, enough about you. Guess what um, I'm starting to get back into now. What are you trying to get back into, Dominic? Don't say it. Don't say it. Why? Don't say it. Butt stuff. So so now he's, he brings up butt stuff. Now I have to say it because if I don't say it, now he's assuming it's butt stuff. I have to say it now. Let him think whatever he wants to think. Okay, never mind. I can't bring it up. Are you unretiring from baseball just like I am? No, I told oh, you. Dang. I'm giving my spot to Travis. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I never told the studio audience. That I was, uh, well, I was never offered it, but Brandon said, you know, they're trying to revitalize. What was it? Not Los Rojos. What was the other one? Well, Los Rojos was the last team we had. Oh, they're trying to put the baseball team back together and they, they, he said, oh, maybe Dominic can do it. And I was like, hmm, no. He is a former all-star player. Not exact, not in a 90-foot diamond, but he's still an all-star, damn it. All right. I cannot hit for shit. So since uh, I need to get back in shape, I need to get back in a baseball shape, which thank you, Dominic, because I think the last time I've ever like thrown a baseball was like those two times we played catch. So thank you for keeping me. We've played catch? Yes, Dominic. We played like catch like twice. Really? Wow. Nice to see you remember these memories, Dominic. I remember the good ones. Not you just noodling 30 feet. Noodling, excuse me? Fucking straight heat. Right. So as I was saying, it's because you're just talking so much shit. Are we going to finally uh, lock down this this confrontation? Sure. This, this battle? I can just dicky all over the field. I mean, we can just go to the, you can just come over one day and just go to the Bohannon field and I can just, you know. I can just come over and, and dick you. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Anyways. shout out to Trapdoor to Hell Reboot. Maybe you're maybe not coming soon. I don't know. Great time we had last week with the boys over there, Travis and Tyler Genderson. Um, the reason they ca- came on was to discuss the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl did come and go. Mr. X. I am sorry, but the Los Angeles Rams did win Super Bowl 56 by the score of 23 to 20. Bengals did cover, though. So after all those talks of me saying, oh, you know, whoever wins a Super Bowl is going to cover. Of course, it didn't happen that way. But the Rams get it done. They went all in, traded away all those picks. Fuck them picks. 
they got it done. Cooper Cup did win the MVP, basically, in the fourth quarter. They're like, you know what? We got Cooper Cup. Let's just throw it to him every single time. And it worked out. There was some controversy with the refs. Refs kind of kept it in their pockets the entire game. And then by the end, at the goal line, they threw it almost every other time. First, the whatever it was, holding pass interference on Cooper Cup over the middle. Not a penalty, but all the other ones pretty much are penalties. But um, Dominic, thoughts uh, on the game? Your impressions? How you thought the Rams did? How you think the Bengals did? How the game turned out? Well, first of all, I just want to say uh, um, if the host of the party I went to is listening, I want to say thank you. You were a wonderful host. <laughs> oh, studio audience is allergic to bullshit. She's so, you know, except sorry. for a major flea infestation. Exactly. Came out of uh, came out. Had a had a great time with the guests that were there. Um, you know, made it very entertaining, and I got to watch my first slow banana. So thank you. Yes, um, Dominic. Um, how many beers would you? How many alcoholic beverages would you say you consumed uh, at this establishment? At, at the establishment or just in total that day? At the establishment, because um, I, I counted, I believe there were 25 uh, drinking cans, and I was trying to divvy up how many I had because I didn't count. I didn't think you drank that much. I had, I want to say at least six. I'm somewhere between six and eight. Okay. Okay. Because I think at one point, because you, you had a 12-pack already there, right? Mm-hmm. And then I brought over a 30-pack. And some citrus fancy beers. That the studio audience just had to have. And she definitely drank all of them. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep, she said yes. Yep, yep, yep. And um, Still haven't had the bottle one. What's the uh, the bottle drink you, you uh, brought over? Pineapple. A pineapple one, okay. Might bust that out tomorrow or today. Who knows? Didn't you you did you drink any of the beers that when we went to the tailgate of the A's game? No, I just drank my IPAs. Yeah, and that's but, what. Never mind. I'm not going to go down that route. Whatever. But um, yeah. So I drank from six to six to. If you drink I, IPAs, you won't get COVID. It's facts. Um, I think I had yeah. I was between six and eight somewhere. I want to say I actually want to say it was seven because I think I was going to go for number eight, but I knew if I drank number eight, I was going to be. You know, a little litty like a titty. It was a, a fun time. Yeah. Even though our team, the Bengals, did not win. They were um they they were winning for not a majority of the game, but they they I had, had a really bad gritty and uh never gonna do it again. What are you talking about? It was a you I mean you had a better gritty than what I did according to the judge. Mm, I think the judge might have been a little, you know, loose. A little loose. And this was I don't know, but uh, betting wise, I did not do that great. I don't think any of us did great, but I did hit the uh, over two and a half people throwing a completion. We actually had four. Effort was it? Yeah, Cooper Cup threw the incomplete pass to Matt Stafford. But uh, the Bengals had the lead coming. Well, not I forget what the exact score was. Was it? It's ten to thirteen. So they were down, but then they come out first play of the second half. Long drive to T Higgins may or may not have been a face mask penalty, ah. but Bengals get out to the lead, all the momentum, Matt Stafford throws an interception. They go down, they kick a field goal. Everything was looking great for the Bengals. And then just that defense of the Rams just stepped up. Aaron Donald got that big time sack at the end. I mean, we talked about it. It seemed like oversimplified that 
the Rams defense was the best the Bengals had that the Bengals offensive line was not going to be able to get it done. They held up for however, you know, 35, 40 minutes. And then just at the end, it it just kind of fell apart. And I mean, the Bengals, all they had to do was just get one scoring drive out of the last five that all ended in punts. They weren't able to get it done, but you know, shout out to the Rams who, as I said, you know, this team was built to win a Super Bowl, and they did. I mean, you, and that's why you, it's hard to really argue. You know, the fact that you know, I, I, I think the Rams won that game instead of the Bengals losing it, just because, like you said, the Rams were built for success. Um, now the Bengals have the opportunity to be built for success. The only thing. And it's really hard because, you know, it's hard to say what they're missing. Yeah, they need probably a little bit stronger of an O-line just to give Burrow a little more time to, you know, throw it or run it or whatever they're doing. But, I mean, I think if, if the Bengals can keep everyone, I mean, I, I can totally see them coming back. The Rams, I know Aaron Donald's going to probably retire. Um, the other guy's retiring. Uh, you know, OBJ, I don't, you know. OBJ like a Torres ACL, right? Yeah, and if and if OBJ didn't get hurt, I think the Rams would just blew out the Bengals. Like they were running up and down the field there, you know, doing what they had to do. And then once OBJ went down, that's when kind of the momentum stopped and then swung in the in the way of the Bengals. And the only reason really the Bengals, I mean, outside that long Jamar Chase catch, the T Higgins touchdown, all their scoring drives were just short, you know, short drives. They weren't able to sustain a long, you know, 80 plus yard. Yeah. 12 minute, you know, 10 minute drive to really, you know, break the backs of the Rams. It was just really the Bengals taking advantage of the short field. And then when they get that short field, they weren't able to do anything with it. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. The Rams definitely won that game. It could have been a lot worse. I think if OBJ was because I mean, the first two quarters, we are whatever quarter and a half. We saw what OBJ was doing. He caught two catch 50 yards and add Cooper cup to the mix. It was any, I mean, if OBJ was on the field, I'm, I probably would have said uh, Matthew Stafford gets that MVP. Probably because I think, well, I mean, it, it depends too, because you don't know, because maybe Cooper Cup still goes off like he did and everything. But I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to clap both for the Rams and Bengals. I think it was, I think it was a great game, probably one of the better Super Bowls I've seen. Um, you know, just all around good game. You know, I don't know if you want to talk about the halftime show or not, you know. Sure. Talk about it, Dominic. Oh, I have to talk about it. Well, you brought it up because it's still Dre Day. Beep. I don't know. Did you like it? I did like it. I think I talked about it. I loved all the songs. You know, they played the hits visually. I thought they could have maybe done a little bit more. Uh, I thought Kendrick Lamar's part was probably the best. I might be a little biased because, you know, he's the the youngest. He's I love love me some Kendrick. Wish he can drop a new album. That's neither here nor there, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I thought it was, I thought it was great or, you know, it was great. I still would say the weekend was a little bit better just because, you know, he played the hits visually. It was stunning, but uh, yeah, I thought it was overall a good halftime show. The only song I wish they would have done was nothing but a G thing just because, you know, big pop for 50 cent, even though Dominic and studio audience had no idea while he was hanging upside down. I mean, I understand it was from his music video, but like, you know, that just, 
I, I don't see it as like a holy shit, it's 50 cent. Oh my god. I'm just kind of like, oh, 50 cent? Like, really? That's that that's the the surprise? It's 50 cent, really? Like, you know. Well, what did you want? Do you want a Tupac? I think everybody wanted Tupac's hologram. Everybody wanted a hologram Tupac coming out to fucking California Love and or Brenda got a baby or whatever, you know. That would have been a fucking banger. Surprised we didn't get no ice cube. I don't know exactly how they that's- are. Like oh, yeah. in terms of how their how their relationship is, because it's always up and down. But I thought I thought Ice Cube was almost kind of a lock. I mean, but Ice Cube's up. well, yeah. Well, have an NWA reunion and then have Easy E hologram Easy E. Yeah. And then it's F the police. Right? Well, Dre did uh get the Stone All Love and Police line, which apparently the NFL didn't want. Uh Kendrick Lamar did censor out. Uh, Popo want to kill us in the streetful show. So, you know, a little bit of censoring. Eminem did. Eminem his. takes a knee and people are freaking out. Well, his knees were weak and arms were heavy. That was vomit on a sweater. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Yee. Yeah. Uh, so, way too early predictions for next season. Obviously, we still need to see what happens in the draft and free agency. The Bills, I believe, are the number one pick to win the Super Bowl, followed by the Rams, Chiefs, and kind of the other people you would think of. Uh, Dominic, your, your thoughts looking ahead to next season? Do you think, well, we do need to see what the Rams have to do because they are hurting in terms of cap-wise and OBJ's hurt. He's going to be a free agent. A lot, of, a lot of moving parts before we need to make a prediction, but we're going to make a prediction anyways. Predictions. The Chiefs will make a return and coming out of I don't know. That's a good question because I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I'm trying to like go. I'm going through my head. I mean, like, I don't think Tampa Bay will be in the same spot, especially with Gabbert taking over, supposedly. Um, uh, Maybe the Eagles, maybe the Cowboys. I mean, I don't know. It's too early. But definitely, I think the Chiefs are be will be in the Super Bowl. I'm just happy you named all NFC teams when talking about the NFC, Dominic. Good job. Good job. I like the Bills. I'm going to continue riding the Bills band, bandwagon. Hopefully, we get um, you know the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs kind of in the playoffs once again and kind of see that trio uh, do work in the playoffs. NFC-wise, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. The NFC is a little bit more wide open. Uh, 49ers having Trey Lance. That's going to be interesting to see what he can do in that offensive system. Uh, Cowboys, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, the NFC South is a complete question mark with the Saints and their quarterbacks and the, uh, whatchamacallit, the Buccaneers. Yeah, so NFC, I think, is definitely wide open, but the AFC, I think we kind of got a lock on kind of those top tier teams. And, I mean, don't forget about the the Ravens. I mean, Ravens were just so hurt this year that if they get healthy, I think they can definitely make a a, a big time run. You know, you you mentioned the Saints and their quarterback. Um definitely King James out here doing his little hip ah, thrust dropbacks. He was looking ah, real good. Ah, fuck real yeah. good. Dog shit. Dog shit. That video that he posted and, you know, looked like he was going to throw an interception, pick six, something like that. I mean, that's all he does. He just throws either interception or touchdown. No in between. No in between. 50-50 season for King Winston coming soon. Ah. 
All right, that's it for the NFL. When news comes along, we'll talk about it, but probably going to be put on the back burner for a little bit. But we do got the world-famous MLB update. <gasps> and as usual, um, <sighs> all MLB news right now is bad news. So let's talk about the current contract or labor dispute. As we all thought, as expected, uh, spring training has been pushed back. And MLB, the owners, have set a deadline for February 28th to be the deadline for the uh, regular season to start as scheduled. Um, it's looking, I mean, I think they're going to be meeting every single day for the next couple, for the next week or whatever. You know, there's been rumblings, there's been leaks of what exactly they've been talking about. They had like a 15 minute conversation yesterday. So it still does feel that. Both sides are on just polar opposites. It seems as though the players are giving in a little bit more than what the owners are doing, which unfortunately just kind of seems like the norm when it comes to MLB labor disputes. But I mean, we, we knew this, especially if there was no progress in February, that this was a real possibility. And now we're getting kind of dates set and deadlines set for when things have to happen. Well, I mean, like one thing I want to go off of is, and I know this is probably going to sound bad being that, you know, a, this is a sports podcast too. We're baseball fans, you know, but if the players are given in a little more than the owners, I mean, I think the players, if you think about it, the players have all the control, the, all the players could say, say, fuck you. We're not playing. And yeah, they'll lose money, but the owners will lose a significant amount of money. So I, I, I mean, but and then what the but then if you think about it, the players are losing their income and their livelihoods while the owners, yes, are gonna be percentage-wise and money-wise, they're gonna be losing more money, but they'll still be able to survive and you know live and pay off their house and eat and do all those other things. Well, I mean, but I mean, but the other players can, you know, they can go play somewhere else. Like what? They're gonna go play in the Mexican league with me every Sunday. Yeah, or they can go to Japan or, you know, they can. That's not exactly how it works because every single uh, Japanese team is only allowed, or at least Korean is allowed one Gaijin uh, player. You re- Seriously? Yeah. Or I don't know if it's a one, but they're only allowed a, a certain amount of overseas players. Well, then they just develop their own league and they play, you know, at the local high school fields. XFL coming soon. XBL coming soon. XBL. There we go. I mean, I think, you know, it's a slugfest in real life. I mean, it, it, I think like, I, like I'm the point I'm trying to get across here is the players shouldn't be, you know, they, they can't demand crazy things, but you know, if, if the, if the owners aren't going to be, you know, leaning in, a, like meet them halfway on certain things, they, I, I think they should just say, fuck you. And just be like, I, I, I we ain't going to play then. And then until you guys can get your heads out of your ass, we're not going to play. And this is a lockout, not a strike. So because it's a lockout, it's the owners that are, uh, you know, pushing all these things back and not giving us spring training and all these other things that we want. But fear not, there is baseball. American baseball is back. College baseball started today. You know what, Dominic? You get, when we're starved like this, especially through the pandemic, I'm getting pandemic flashbacks right now. And we didn't even get college baseball back then, but. I watched some stingers up. I watched some college football before college baseball. I watched some Northern Illinois take on Sacramento state. I believe the, the Hornets got it done. 
So shout out to to the Stingers or to the Hornets. Watch on you've got ESPN Plus. There is a shit ton of college baseball you can watch now. The quality and the camera angles aren't exactly great, but it's still something. Nah, I'll pass. Okay. Uh, Continuing on with some bad baseball news. We do have some positive baseball news coming up, but uh, the trial for Eric K, the communications officer or whatever for the Angels, he was found guilty in playing a role, predominant role, in the death of pitcher Tyler Skaggs. Uh, We've heard all these different things come out about drug use, and Matt Harvey uh, testified and talked about his uh, addiction or, you know, problems with opioids and drugs and yeah this was just kind of an open secret in mlb and the mets didn't really do anything about it because technically they don't test for recreational drugs unless there is uh just cause or just you know whatever you call it uh information come on donna come me out here uh, i don't know what the fuck you're talking i about. don't know what the fuck i'm talking I about but i thought they drug test everything like they don't drug well they don't drug test for recreational drugs they drug test for peds which at the moment they're not testing for peds because there's no uh drug agreement at the moment but once again uh not good news for so so you're saying fucking i could be fucking just smoking as much dope as i want as a baseball player but you know god forbid I get a flu shot and has an anabolic steroid in or whatever you know oh i'm eat eat some bad mexican meat yeah yeah, pretty much. Fucking stupid. So, uh, finally, we got some good news. The Oakland Athletics, they had a city council meeting yesterday, uh, went into the wee hours of the night, got extended until, until like whatever it was, 11, 12 o'clock. But they voted and agreed on the environmental impact report. I'm not going to exactly pretend like I know what that means, but it's just another step closer than what we've ever seen with getting a new ballpark for the Oakland Athletics, Dominic. How mad are you going to be if it gets all the way to like the final vote of like actually breaking ground and they go, eh, we just bought land in Vegas. We're done. Well, there still is a lot. And even if they go to Vegas, they still have to do all these different things that they're doing for, for Oakland. And they're, it's definitely not over. There's still, I think finances, like financially, I think there's still a lot that has to be done, but I think like structurally and just kind of the planning on how it's going to work in terms of, you know, building shit, I think that's kind of almost done, but it's just kind of the financials and kind of, you know, city money, private money, which obviously is probably the biggest deal is still underway. But I think by, or summer i think we're going to be like another vote like may june something other like that so by the summertime not saying we're going to have a new stadium by summertime but uh, we should be getting another uh, important vote in these next couple months i mean i don't know if i've asked this i probably have and you probably you know gave me your no, I'm gonna, you've said some stupid things yeah. on this. but like like you're not a fan of them kind of just tearing down the Coliseum and rebuilding it. Dominic, we've talked about this. That is out of the question. Let's see. Yep. Do it. There. I remember one of the meetings I watched, pretty much the only meeting I watched, there was one, uh, whatever they call themselves, council person. I don't know. Some person on the board, he was like, oh, well, why don't we just, you know, do that and just build on the Coliseum site, even though they've already said like that is 
not going to happen. It's nearly impossible. There's no way you can have a fully functioning Coliseum working while trying to build another. Yeah, it's, no, it's no, 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 no. I mean, like you fucking tear it down, fucking rubble. And, and then re- what you, you share AT&T Park for for one, two seasons. Yeah. Or, you know, or fucking. I don't know. Go play at a college field or something or you have no home game. Something like that. I don't know. And that's why they're not going to do that, Dominic. Fucking pussies. Fucking anyways. Fuck, fuck Oakland. Move to Vegas. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, unless we move to Vegas, which could be a possibility. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Hopefully the uh, the A's contact me back about the job I applied for, if there's even going to be a season. Hopefully. You know, Hopefully. Talk, talk to your boy Dallas. Maybe he can hook it up. Maybe. Maybe. All right. That's it for baseball. Let's move on into NBA, we do have the All-Star break or the All-Star game uh, coming up. But what we were going to try to talk about last week, but we didn't exactly get to talk about it because, um, you know, we talk about strip clubs in Philadelphia. Let's talk yep. about some of the, uh, the the big trades that did happen last week in the NBA. The biggest one, as we said a little bit, uh, Brooklyn and the Sixers did a trade. Uh, sending James Harden to Philly, sending Ben Simmons to Brooklyn, along with uh, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and a draft pick going to Brooklyn. So, Dominic, uh, no no strip club talk, actual basketball talk. Thoughts on this trade? I mean, I'm surprised they got rid of Harden over Kyrie. I feel like Kyrie I – mean, oh, wait, no, I think he has no trade clause, huh? The uh, GM of the Sixers is the former GM of the Rockets, so that is also kind of a reason why they got James Harden. There you go. Oh, wow, Jeff- that- Jeffrey Lurie? I forget what his name is. That helps, but, I mean, I think it's a big win for the Sixers. Um, I Brooklyn, Brooklyn was destined to be great, and I feel like everything just fucking fell apart. And it's terrible because Kyrie, KD, James Harden, um, who who am I missing here? At one, I mean, at one point, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin. I mean, he's still on the team. But I mean, let's. Blake Griffin's not Blake Griffin of past. He's, you know, maybe low key getting washed up. But um, you know, DeAndre Jordan. You know, like, like it was like, holy shit, this is a fucking all star team. And yet they couldn't get past like the second round or whatever. So they've only played 16 games together. The, the big three. Yeah. And that's the other thing that's sad. It's like, you know, I, I think Kyrie is the main problem. I think Katie and James Harden worked fine together, but um, you know, if you can't win ball games, somebody got to go. And this one's kind of a complicated one. Uh, I think right now the Sixers are, I mean, I would say they're a better team, but trading, I think trading Seth Curry, it's obviously not like going to break them by any means, but especially right now with a hardened hurt and, you know, Ben Simmons not being an effective shooter, I think pairing Simmons and Seth on the, uh, on Brooklyn does kind of cancel that and kind of adds up to a James Harden type player. And then with Harden off, not playing right now without no Curry and Drummond, 
it's just the Joel Embiid show. And, you know, Embiid's one of the top five best players in the league right now, but he exactly can't do anything. And I mean, everything. And we saw them, you know, get the cheeks clapped by the Celtics, which also they Celtics clapped the cheeks of the, uh, the Nets. And the Nets are just on a complete free fall right now. They've lost like, they lost like 11 in a row at one point before making the comeback into the Knicks. They, but they're still, I think, the second or third. Definitely, I think they're the favorite in the East still, which just kind of baffles my mind. But I mean, I like the pairing of James and Embiid. I don't know how it's going to work because, I mean, Harden has had really good centers in past, obviously not to the caliber of Embiid, but it still hasn't exactly worked. But if you go to Brooklyn, like Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons, all kind of real ball-dominant type guys, and Ben Simmons doesn't shoot the ball. So if he's not holding on to the ball, what is he even good for? Like, is he just going to play like a three or a four and just kind of roam around in the paint? But Kyrie is going to want to have his time with it. KD's going to, especially in crunch time, KD's going to get his. Yeah. So I just don't know how it's going to exactly work in Brooklyn, mainly just because of Simmons and his lack of shooting. Maybe Ben Simmons gets cut and just fucking realizes that he's dog shit and should never have broken in the NBA. Maybe, but whatever happens, I am all here for a uh, Sixers-Nets playoff series. I, I need it to happen. Where, that. where Kyrie can't play in New York and then Ben Simmons can't play in Philadelphia. I would just need that to happen. And it's going to happen live. From New York. It's Saturday night. It's Friday night. Oh, sorry. Uh, some other, some other uh, big names that were on the move. Uh, CJ McCollum, he gets traded to New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans, kind of an up and down team this year. Definitely a young team with Zion and Ingram. Uh, so now pairing him with CJ. Uh, thoughts on Pelicans? Don't think they're going to make any noise this year, but I think going forward, like next year, this uh, could be a you know sneaky good team. So they traded away CJ, but they still got Dame Dalla. Yep. I mean, I think a lot of people were thinking maybe Damian Lillard was the guy that the Sixers could get for Ben Simmons, but no, they no. God, no. Instead, they, they held on to a, to Dame. Maybe he moves on somewhere else or he just, you know, sticks in Portland and just kind of withers away, not doing anything. Come to the Warriors, Dame. You'll, you'll, you'll like it there. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, Pelicans at one point, I felt, I mean, pretty, it was pretty much the AD era. I, I was kind of like, oh, the Pelicans are good. But then, you know, after the Warriors beat them, it's kind of just like they're, they're nothing. It's going to it's gonna take a lot. The West is going to take a lot to, to be top five now because you have the Suns, the Warriors, the Lakers, the Clippers, uh, and the, uh, oh, God, what are their fucking names? Grizzlies. The other one. Um, I mean, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Mavericks, the Nuggets. Jazz, the Jazz, the Mavericks are good. The Nuggets are good. So, I mean, like, the West is really hard. So, I don't think the Pelicans at the moment aren't really going to be able to do much. But the East is slowly, slowly coming up. So, you know, watch out. Watch out. Uh, the other big one was uh, Porzingis. He gets dealt over to Washington. I believe Bradley Beal uh, down for the rest of the season. So once again, not exactly a big move for this year, but another one uh, that could be big for next season. Hang on, Brandon, one second. 
Oh God. I wonder what Dominic will be doing. Uh, but I mean, I, I like Porzingis. It didn't exactly pan out with him and Doncic, Doncic in Dallas, but going over there uh, to Washington could be a, a good move. Uh, Sabonis, another one, another big name. He gets moved from Indiana to Sacramento. I think, um, you know, Sacramento, it's Sacramento. They haven't been relevant in over 20 years at this point, but uh, they traded their arguably their best player. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know everything about the uh, Sacramento Kings by any means, but I do like Sabonis. I think he is kind of underrated uh, as a player. So yeah, uh-huh. I agree. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. He's just going to wither away in Sacramento. Right, Dominic? Yep, exactly. 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 Um, all right. So as we head into the all-star break, I guess we can just kind of do a state of the NBA or a, a warrior report, because that's really all we care about here. But over in the West, as Dominic said, very tough conference compared to the East. Suns stand atop 48-10 record. They have won their last seven. I believe they've won like 19 out of their last 20 or something crazy like that. They are just on an absolute fucking surge at the moment. So the Suns clearly best team in the West, best team in the league while the Warriors stand at second. Uh, they've lost their last two struggling a little bit. Um, Dominic, kind of your thoughts on where the Warriors stand right now headed into the All-Star break. I ain't scared. Hashtag analysis. No, no. Um, I mean, they're they're you know it, it's it's hard to really say i think clay still has a lot to you know dust off you know he he's still finding the stroke he's still finding you know his legs he's still you know trying to get acclimated um with that being said you know you can't step you can't you know assume steph's gonna have fucking just massive blow up games every day um they're 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 like I said I ain't scared they just you know stupid fouls and you know Wiseman will be coming back soon so you'll get another big in there that you can rely on um so Looney's not doing everything to himself um GP3 Gary Payton the the third fucking is a beast ass motherfucker and uh yeah uh Draymond has not played with Stephen Clay except for like the five seconds he was on the court when clay came back. So yeah, I mean, still the warriors are, they're a really good team. They haven't hit their peak. They haven't had full strength, you know, as you said, Draymond, Iguodala, Wiseman out with injuries. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Wiseman. Maybe he, you know, doesn't really play at all, but I think Draymond coming back will definitely help the team. And I mean, Curry, he's just kind of been in a skid for like these last couple months. He was the clear cut favorite for the MVP I mean, he's kind of fallen off recently. He still has big moments. You know, he's been hitting a couple game winners these past couple weeks, but uh, still, you know, if Clay wasn't back, I think he, Clay is definitely kind of patched up some of the holes with Curry's, you know, lack of amazing best shooter of all time type performances. He's he were come to him having. Well, I mean, then that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, when it was just Curry out there, people, you know, it was a little easier for teams to, you know, cover the floor with clay coming back. Some of the teams aren't, you know, taking clay at full strength. So they're kind of not too worried about him, but you know, once he starts having those consistent games of, you know, you know, his like 17 to 25 points and, you know, his four or five, three pointers, whatever, you know, then Warriors will be kind of back to normal. All right. So let's just automatically 
for better for worse, put the Suns in the Western Conference Finals. The Warriors, you know, they're kind of up and down. So I'm going to give you the, the kind of next tier of teams, Dominic, and tell me who you think is the best team to give a run and knock the Warriors out of the Western Finals. The Grizzlies, Jazz, Mavericks, and Nuggets. Which kind of those teams scare you the most or you have the most faith in? You said Grizzly, Mavs, Jazz, and Nuggets? Yes. With the Clippers and Lakers kind of hanging around there, Timberwolves are there, but I think those four that I said earlier are probably the the ones to worry about at the moment. I would to knock the Warriors out of the finals. Jazz, Mavericks. Wow, that's a good one. You know, as much as I don't, want to say it but i will it's either gonna be it would either be the mavs or the grizzlies yeah i was gonna say the grizzlies i mean john moranti's playing fantastic yeah uh, i mean they're right behind them there they got the three seeds so if they can jump them grizzlies play really well at home they are 20 and 10 so i mean they're 20 21 and 9 on the road as well so they they can play well whichever which way. So defensively, I think the Grizzlies are a tough matchup with the Warriors. Uh, so I like the Grizzlies, but hopefully the Warriors can uh, can get it done. Uh, going down, as I said, the Lakers all the way down in the nine spot. A lot of people thinking they're going to make a move to get something, do something at the trade deadline. They did not. Um, AD gets hurt with his ankle, so he just cannot stay healthy. LeBron's getting older, but he's still kind of LeBron. Russell Westbrook can't shoot his way out of a paper bag. It's a uh, it's a clusterfuck down in LA, Dominic. Yeah, well, it goes to show you that money can't buy everything. Okay. And, you know, Westbrook is a hot headed piece of shit. Anthony Davis went to LA to get a ring, and LeBron James is LeBron James. So good luck, LA. You're going to need it. Moving over to the East, the Miami Heat. Hold on to the number one seed. Just narrowly, them and the uh, Chicago Bulls are tied at 38 and 21. Uh, the 76ers, the Cavs, and then the Buck, uh, the Buccaneers, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, down at the fifth seed. Uh, the Nets all the way down at the nine seed. So uh, anything kind of stand out over in these, as you said earlier, kind of wide open, but shocking that the Bucks and the Nets, the two presumed favorites, are kind of down in the middle slash bottom of the conference studio i mean mascot going crazy um i mean if i can't contradict my dog um if there are two teams that i think will come make can make a comeback it would be the nets and the bucks um and if they do end up staying down the bottom and you know barely make it into playoffs it's okay i'll shut up now no, I'm joking. She's searching the dog. It's okay, you guys. Um, what's the saying? Oh yeah, I still, I still wouldn't want to face them in playoff time. So, just because they're down there doesn't mean they suck. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say I have faith in the Nets because of the star power that they have. I still want to see how they gel with Ben Simmons, uh, but the Bucks, I think they're gonna be fine. I think the Bulls. The Cavs are two, you know, teams that maybe the, the public doesn't exactly 
know how good they actually are until they get to the playoffs. So I'm really excited to see what they can do. And I do help uh, all the way down there, the uh, Hornets. I do hope the Hornets kind of get it together. They, they're one of those kind of up and down teams and they're a young, exciting team. So I hope they can kind of sneak into the playoffs, at least make like the play in and uh, make some noise. Maybe the Nets are the one or the Hornets are the one that knocks out the Nets. That would just be crazy. But that'd be cray cray. That would be cray cray, as the kids say. So that is it for the sport. Amen. Amen. He is going crazy that we're done with the sport. So let's get on into the fan mail segment. Unless the mascot is still going crazy, which means Dominic cannot do the jingle. But if he can do the jingle, it's time for the fan mail segment. Uh, otherwise known as Mr. Hexy and friends. Questions of the week. Bum, bum. So let's move on to the Instagram first with the and friends portion of it. Shout out Lana with the uh, fire Instagram posts. Uh, but first, we do. I have really two- thought Lana messaged them, but they're like, what the fuck? What? Shout out Lana. She liked one of my tweets one time. I forget what the hell I was saying, but. Okay, calm the fuck down. I mean, we're best friends, friend of the podcast, Lana. Uh, so first, we have uh, from Big Fluff 13 in person podcast? Question mark. Um, Sorry. No. Could have. I may have called someone's bluff and uh, we are not doing it in person. Well, I mean, it was maybe because, you know, there's no one to do it at my house and you didn't offer your house. So you didn't invite yourself over. Well, that's because I'm not rude. Okay. You're not somebody else associated with this podcast. Yes. Okay. Uh, But um, maybe. Someone associated with this podcast is Ty Gunny 27. He sends in a question. He says, thoughts on Kelly Smiley now getting canceled after falling off the Super Bowl parade stage. So, yes, as she's canceled uh, now. Yes. So during the uh, sad, sad attempt of a championship parade that the Rams hosted, uh, I'm pretty sure everyone's seen the clip at this point. Matt Stafford is is her name Kelly Uh, Stafford's wife. I forget. Mr. Oh, and Mrs. I, I thought the photographer was named Kelly, but yeah, that, that's his wife. That makes sense now. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Kelly or Mr. and Mrs. Stafford were on stage. Uh, Miss Kelly Smiley was taking a photo of them and she just fucking fell off the stage. And it wasn't just a little stage or she just fell down. She fell all the way down. She uh, fractured her spine and uh, the Staffords put up that they were going to pay for her medical bills. And then as the internet does, they ciphered through her Twitter and found her saying the N-word, the anti-gay F-word. And so now she's canceled. And she, I don't know if she deleted her Twitter, but it has been deactivated or whatever it's called. And wouldn't that just fucking suck? Like, you're a photographer, you break your spine, and, you know, you're like, oh, these wonderful people are going to fucking help me. And then it's like, oh, shit, I forgot that I'd said some bad things back in the day, and you know, unless this was like recent but. 2013. Is that considered recent? And she's, I mean, it's 2013. I don't know how young she is, but I mean, if she's, let's say she's our age, we would have been 19, which is young, but there's no means to be saying those types of things. I mean, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like, was Dominic it? Direct- would never say the N word. <laughs> was it directed at? Like, was she um, like, oh, you okay. N-words, are you f Dominic, if we're go, going to go down this route, it wasn't the hard ER. It seemed as though she was saying it in terms of, like, quote-unquote, with her friends. Oh, okay. Like, you know, like Michael Scott during that episode of The Office. Uh-huh. 
You you've never seen you never seen. I've never seen the Office. I mean, I've seen episodes, but I'm not. You know, I'm not going to sit down and watch the entire run. Like you, like you don't call an, a person the f word because that's bad taste, but you you call your friends the f word when they're being yeah whatever. You should watch that episode. I'll, I'll send it to you. You need to watch it to understand where I'm coming. All right, from. send it to me on the cock. Send send me your cock. Your cock I'll link. The cock and you know the cock link, and you click on the cock, and hopefully it takes you down. Anyways, that sucks. I mean, well, I mean. It, it sucks that she broke her spine, but she deserves being canceled. There we go. Okay. Um, moving on to Mr. Johnny Roca in the DMs. Uh, continuing on, he still watching the AEW. Love to see it. Uh, his comments. Uh, that spider German suplex in the Thunder Rosa fight was sick. When was the last time you recall that same move done by two milk opponents? Well, Johnny, I am sorry to give you this shitty answer. I'm going to probably speak for Dominic as well. Um, I don't remember. I mean, I could. It was about the same time 25 years ago. In uh, All Japan? Yep. Great yep. move. Yep. Even I'm pretty sure he's New Japan, but you know, it's whatever. Whatever. Okay. Uh, comments. The Jericho versus, or Jer- you know, Jericho and Hager versus Santana Ortiz matchup was a dud. Uh, I agree. I thought it was fine for what it was, but uh, it wasn't as great. Uh, Sammy Guevara should have lost the match, if not for the intervention. Still glad he won. I love the displays of sportsmanship just as the Darby Guevara match began and after the Mercedes uh, Mercedes Thunder Rosa fight. It mixes up well and balances out to the other displays of animosity we see in the matchups. Another entertaining episode, so... Uh, good, good. Shout out, Johnny. Are you the, saying uh, someone can be entertained and not have to, you know, have cheap fucking slapstick comedy throughout the show? Wow, that's crazy. Anyways, uh, question number two. This Well, this is kind of an actual question. Uh, where exactly is the apron in the ring i think i may know but would love for you guys to describe and pinpoint and could you also break down the rest of the ring the perimeter and the names of all the spots um i mean that's kind of a lot but uh, okay so the apron uh, technically what they call the apron is kind of that like edge like right outside the ropes yes. so kind of that that edge where the the skirt where the apron is yes and you know it's the hardest part of the ring because it's metal and so uh, basically what a ring is, it's just metal. And then there's like plywood with some mats and some padding a little bit. Some two uh, by fours. And, and some two by fours, four by fours and stuff like that. You know, yeah. Johnny, if you ever were to go to like an indie show and you kind of stay after a little bit, you can see them kind of breaking down the ring, which is kind of a cool little aspect, a little behind the scenes look. Um, see, there's the ring posts. Uh, I don't think they've said it yet in these last two episodes, but they, they did say it in Rampage today. They have square ring posts instead of circles or rounded ring posts, which WWE uses. And they make a, a point to always point that out because, you know, the jagged edges, you can't, you catch it weird and you can cut you open and do all those different things. Uh, let's see. We got the turnbuckles with the padding, which I mean, you take the padding off, it should hurt more and yada, yada, yada. There's the, yeah, there's the little padded around the ring. There's the announce table or not the announce table, the ring announcers table. The timekeepers area. There we go. Well, he well he's ta- well okay. Well, he's just talking about the ring itself, not like uh, he said. <clears throat> but would love for you guys to describe and pinpoint 
And could you also break down the rest of the ring, the perimeter, and the names of all spots? Um, yeah. Fuck you. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, I mean, there's steps, but I mean, there's steps. And there will be just an infinite amount of stuff underneath the ring for no godly reason. I still have not heard an actual reason for why there's chairs and ladders and stuff, even though you could say, oh, that's just leftover stuff for the ring crew to use. But the, I mean, they use it sometimes because sometimes it'll be like a uh, like a toolbox or some other things hidden below there. But, but you know, when when the, when there's a fucking, you know, an evil a Danhausen. Yes, a Dan. Well, I was gonna say like an evil guy, but I forgot he's not evil. He's very nice and very evil. Exactly. So how do or Hornswoggle, or Hornswoggle? Yeah, or just Swoggle on the. If he's not in WWE, it's a Swoggle. Remember? Yes. So, uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, uh, J. Rowe texted me the other day. Looks as though he is going to be watching Revolution. So uh, look at that. We we have converted someone who's never watched wrestling before, Dominic, to watch some wrestling. Love to see. I better it. watch out. My job might be on the line now. I know. Oh, that is it uh, for the Instagram portion, Dominic. Any, All right, uh, on to Mister X now. Opening it for the first time. I wanted to be surprised by his email. Wow, that's a long fucking opening email. Goddamn. Uh, this is a first for him, and I can I, I feel the sadness in it. He starts off with a uh, a high. Shop. Shot, dude. Well, what can I say? The fact that the Bengals were able to get to their first playoff win in 30 years was amazing enough. But we get to the Super Bowl was something that we didn't think would happen this soon with Burrow and company. I honestly thought they would bring home the Lombardi trophy. I had this feeling it would happen for them, but my old friend disappointment had to show up in just in time for the last two minutes of the game and ruin everything. Yes, it hurts to see this franchise fall short in the Super Bowl once again after taking so long to get back there. I hate this phrase, but wait till next year feels appropriate. If they can take care of obvious deficiencies, the offensive line, or i.e. the offensive line, and cannot and can't wait to see what this team can do. They've had a taste of what's possible, and hopefully makes them hungry to take it all next season. Who day? Who day? Also, just want to say, Matt Stafford is a dick. Love it. I mean, not a good luck when Kelly just fell off the stage. You just. Does a complete 180, turns around and just darts okay, off. Okay, let's make one th- fucking thing straight here, though. If that was you and me, you would do the same thing, and I'd be. No, more- I wouldn't. I mean, yes. I would. I probably. I mean, I would laugh probably. I would be like, oh <laughs> shit. That, I mean, but I wouldn't just turn away. I mean, I. I mean, especially if like I know you, I'm not just gonna run away from you, Dominic. Come on, I'm a better person than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, on to Mr. X's NHL update. In. NHL news. Florida remains your leader in the Atlantic. Pittsburgh has taken over the lead in the Metropolitan Division. Colorado is beginning to look pretty formidable in the Central and the Pacific. Calgary has knocked Vegas out of the top spot. My Ducks quack quack have dropped to fifth. You didn't quack quack quack, motherfucker. There we go. Thank you. On to some wrestling. Now that the Undertaker will be inducted into the Hall of Fame this year. Is there anything that can be said that hasn't already been said about this career? Who do you think will induct him? Vince? Now, I think 
going on who's inducting him. I think it has to be Vince. Or do you have Shawn Michaels do it? Or his brother. I mean, he could have his brother induct him. That'd be a good idea. Nah. I know his brother's a little uh, mm. a little busy at the moment, but yeah. he could have his brother do it. I think it's going to be Vince, though. Yeah, I mean, did Vince, it, did Vince induct uh, Stone Cold? I forget. I think he did. So, yeah, I mean, you know, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, kind of like a rare breed that would warrant Vince to do the introduction because Vince doesn't like being on camera mentioned for the Hall of Fame. So that would make sense if it is Vince. I think it I mean, I think it just comes down to either Vince or Kane, maybe Sean, but I think he's kind of a distant, a distant third. I mean, greatest adversary retired him. You know, also the like, you know, kind of the locker room leader. I don't know. Maybe uh, I bet you Triple H just because. Yeah, I mean, Vince isn't going to want to do it. Kane's too busy or can't find the time. And, you know, it's going to come down to the Triple H probably. Anything that we need to say about the Undertaker's career that hasn't been said before? Um, Favorite Undertaker match. Uh, still never got to see him do the spin of Rooney. Hate to see it. Very disappointed in him. He could have done it that one time on Raw back in fucking 03 or whatever with him and Booker T and Vince and Triple H. And I think Goldust was there, you know, could have done it. But nope, weaseled his way out of it. Disappointed. Favorite match, probably that, uh, not his best match, obviously, but I would say WrestleMania 28 with the uh, Triple H in Hell in a Cell. You were there, Dominic. Not there in person, but you were there with me as I watched it. It's a great show. I was? I think so. I don't know. Maybe you were. I don't think I was. Eh, I'm just going to pretend like you were. Okay. You were always always there, Dominic. My favorite Undertaker match. (sighs) Or maybe Tyler was there. I don't know. Somebody was there. I'll say my favorite Undertaker match was my first WrestleMania that I watched. That was WrestleMania 21, him versus Randy Orton. My favorite. Noise, noise. Um, Let's see. Moving on. Now that Cody is seemingly coming back to WWE, what big name currently active in WWE could you see going to AEW in the near future? So WWE name going AEW to AEW. Kind of like, you know, oh, we took Cody from you. We're going to take this person from you. I mean, they. I mean, they've already taken CM Punk, Dana Bryan, Adam Cole, Keith Lee, Malachi Black, Miro. I mean, it's not like they haven't done it before. Oh. But if John Moxley, if we're gonna pick one, I mean, I would love to say Kevin Owens, but we know he's not going anywhere because he just signed the contract. Sammy Zayn's not going anywhere. He signed a contract. I mean, Seth Rollins is a WWE guy. He ain't going anywhere. I mean. I would just find this fascinating if he actually did this, but I would say John Cena because he has the Shut HBO, the fuck but up. he has, I mean, I'm just, that's what I'm saying. He has the HBO TNT Warner media connection. There's, you know, a bridge there for him to cross, you know, and Mr. X asked, I'm shooting for the moon right now. Shut up. Peacemaker. It's a great show. You should definitely watch it. Dominic. I mean, what was his, what would his name be? Uh, it would be John Cena. 
No, Vince owns John Cena. I'm pretty sure that's his real name. So he I mean, can't it's own his it. real name, but he Vince, if you look it up, Vince owns the name John Cena. Look it up. Test me, ho. Okay, then uh, Dominic, you answer the question. He would be Jonathan Cena. Or the Peacemaker. I don't know. Uh, let's see. What do I think? Uh, AJ Styles. He rides out the rest of this contract. He says, you know what? This is my last hurrah. I'm going to go to AEW, have a couple matches with Kenny, the Bucks, you know, Daniel, D- Brian Danielson, Malachi Black, you know, run it back f- for a little bit and then just retire. So according to the internet, it says, yes, John Cena has publicly confirmed that WWE owns the rights to his name. Mm. Even though I don't mm. know how that really works, if that's you know his. Hang on, real, hang on, hang on. That's his real Say name. It. Say it, Dominic. You were right. Thank you. Okay, Thank there you. you go. Clip it and ship it. Thank you. Okay, last but not least, when are Bailey and Oscar returning? Speaking of returns, is Alexa back to her old self, or she joined the group of Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Boa of wrestlers with alter egos they can tap into? Thanks. Mr. X. Thank you, Mr. X. So, yes, she's um, been, well, one day returning. She, she's going to be in the well, Alexa Bliss is going to be in the elimination chamber. We t- I talked about it a little bit on the other podcast, but I do think she's going to have some sort of like bipolar type thing. It's going to be connected to Lily. So, I don't know if it's like she has Lily to the ring, but she's like Sparkle Splash Alexa Bliss. But then if someone steals her or something happens to Lily, she turns into Fiend Alexa Bliss. But why would somebody steal Lily and then turn Alexa Bliss into evil Alexa? Like why 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 would you want that to happen? I don't know. Or Lily because her soul is or Lily talks to Alexa and she turns into the Fiend. I don't know. That I could see that happening being like Lily's like, I like that. You can go kick her ass. And she's like, much better. Uh, interpretation than uh, your Oscar, your Oscar one. Oh, you want to bring it back? I mean, Oscar, uh, when are you coming back? I don't know. <laughs> oh, damn, you, you've gotten really good at your English, Oscar. Good job. Good job. You know, don't, uh, you know, I'm sure she's per- I, 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 okay. Let's go move on. Bailey and Oscar. Um, I say they are. At WrestleMania, are they going to be in the May Young whatever battle royal thing that they do? May Young, it's fucking. I thought it was a fabulous Mula or whatever. Well, they, they changed it to the fact they don't have a fabulous boot anymore. Oh yeah, I forgot all the bad things she did. Yeah, the fallopian tube battle royal because that's what the trophy looks like. Yep. 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 All right. So Mister X talked about it a little bit, but yes, Cody is gone from AEW not official yet but it does seems as though he is going to be going to WWE uh rumors and innuendo saying that someone saw him at a Portland airport maybe saying he's going to be at elimination chamber tomorrow I don't know but Dominic thoughts on Cody leaving AEW the first big 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 name to leave AEW and also to jump ship to the WWE I mean I don't want to say like toot toot, you know, but uh, 
your boy did say he either needed to fucking be a wrestler or an executive because he wasn't good at multitasking. And, you know, maybe he finally took my advice and said, fuck it, let's go back to WWE and make a little bit of extra money and, you know, just be a wrestler. Right? 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 Cody Rhodes, big fan of curveballs and chair shots. Always listens. Yeah, big fan. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, you know, like the first big name to leave. Yes. Um, not only is he leaving wrestling for not rewind not only is he leaving AEW as a wrestler he's also leaving his position as what was his position like he wasn't ceo he was executive vice president which is more of a a name tag than really anything else oh really okay but you know he uh you know technically was leaving that position too um and you know no brandy to wwe though which I'm kind of happy because, first of all, go raise your kid. No Eden Styles. <laughs> I wasn't a fan of hers, actually. Um, but uh, I mean, I thought she was a good ring announcer. She's all right. She was no Jojo. Nobody's Jojo. But, uh, you know, go raise your kid. But, you know. Damn, you're just telling Brandy Rose to stay in the kitchen. Canceled. <laughs> I said, go raise your kid. I didn't say anything. I about- mean, you pretty much just said that, that, you know, that's what she's good for. No, I'm that. Oh Why, my Tony Khan now saying that she's not that good of a wrestler? I mean, you wouldn't be the first person to say that. Exactly, but I'll be the one that gets canceled for it. Yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Good for you guys. Do your thing, chicken wings. So Cody leaving was not a shock, but also kind of a shock at the same time. Um, I th- I think this was... I don't know. It's kind of a complicated mess because some people say that there's some backstage things and yada, yada, yada. And as I said, the EVP was kind of more of just a name tag because it, uh, you know, Cody kind of started AEW. If there was no Cody, there probably wouldn't be in AEW. And then when they start, it seemed like there was some issues with creative and kind of who had the say. And there was too many different, you know, cooks in the kitchen, sort of, so to speak. And so Tony Khan kind of took that over and maybe Cody just, you know, wasn't a big fan because he, you know, got into AEW thinking he was going to be one thing turned out to be something else. And then the whole creative direction of his character wasn't working. He didn't want to turn heel, but obviously that was the direction he should have gone. And now you bring in the punks and Brian's and Coles and Lee's and all these other people. And Cody just kind of got stuck in, you know, stuck in the shuffle. And if he's demanding punk or Brian type money, honestly, the way his character is right now, I don't think he's worth it. And so I think Tony Khan saw that as well and gave him a respectable offer, but he wasn't going to match whatever it is, you know, whether it be Cody wanted 1.5 million and Tony gave him like 1.25 million. I don't know exactly what the numbers are, but I'm going to think at this point, like Cody in a W was a little bit of a liability. Like he wasn't putting on good stuff. We, he was doing the raw, raw metal meta bullshit. And so, you know, go to WWE and see what you can do there. Not saying he's going to show up and be, you know, the guy to beat Roman Reigns, but I don't know. I mean, my, my thing is his first year in WWE. Does Vince make him openly bury AEW? 
You mean like Cody buries AEW? Yeah, like he says, like, in like, oh, for the past, you know, so many years, I was on, the, you know, working the independence and this, that, this, that. And then I did some things, some other cup, like, like he, you think he allows him to openly talk about it, but he wants him to speak negative about it? Or do you think it's all positive? Or do you think that the no mentions of AEW at all? I think you have to mention it or at least allude to it. I mean, you can't just ignore the fact that he came from AEW. You have to say something. But when you you know ask the question, is he going to bury AEW? I was also kind of thinking like, is Cody going to lose his matches to bury AEW to be like, oh, you look, you ain't shit. But Cody is going to probably be getting a lot of money. Vince wants to make do with that money, at least, you know, not make it a complete waste. But we've seen like you know, the Rey Mysterios and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's and Drew McIntyre's even like you bring in these people, you pay them these top tier contracts you don't exactly like do too too much with them so i i mean we can talk a little bit about what we think cody's going to do but i would assume cody will be a big focal point going forward but i don't know but wwe just doesn't create stars and use the most of what they can so it's definitely going to be very very interesting as we are on the road to WrestleMania, the most stupendous two-night event in sports entertainment history. See, I got my buzzwords out there, Dominic. Check coming soon. Cool. What do you we see? What do you see Cody doing at WrestleMania or showing up? Or what is Cody doing in the next two months? He is in a title match, and it's either for the US or Intercontinental. Is Cody a babyface or is he a heel? I think, well, Sami Zayn is the new Intercontinental Champion. Spoiler. Um, Even when they spoiled that last week. Exactly. Um, I think Sami's going to be doing some stupid thing with Knoxville. So I He's probably going to lose to Knoxville. Probably. So I think either it's going to be Cody... And Damian Priest at WrestleMania for the United States Championship, which would put Cody as a face beating Priest, or it's going to be—I don't know. I think he'll be—I think he'll be a face, just because people are like, "Holy shit, he's here!" kind of thing. But I don't know who really he can fuck over that would make us hate him at the moment. You know what I mean? I think Cody's going to be in a more predominant role than just the U S title scene. Uh, you know, WWE title is kind of up for grabs. You don't know what they're doing. Maybe it's going to be Brock and Roman title for title. Maybe Bobby holds on to it and he faces off against somebody. And so, I mean, I could see Cody just going in there facing Lashley, Lashley kind of back and forth, heel and face. I think you go either which way on that end. And then just kind of, I thought about it today. I mean, edge was out there. I don't know what they're doing with edge at WrestleMania. I would presume they're not. I'm not. I mean, you could do a mixed tag. I don't think you want that. I would much rather to see Cody and edge go at it. And so, you know, maybe edge and Cody, they know each other. They work together. There's some trust there. Two big names. So I think those are kind of the two spots I see him at. What time? What time is the Munition Chamber tomorrow again? Nine o'clock in the morning. West Coast time. Hmm. 
Hmm. Dominic cock. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you watch everything though, Dominic. So I want to watch your cock. What? Can we fart in the podcast? What? When we hear me, should I fart in the podcast? It hasn't stopped you before. And that's the way to transition into AEW. Dynamite. They started off the show with CM Punk sitting crisscross applesauce in the middle of the ring with a box. He cuts a promo on MJF, talks about you know MJF and what kind of stipulation and what kind of match he's going to have with Max. And he picks on at Revolution March 6th. A dog collar match continuing to, uh, you know, hammer the Piper and Portland line down. We finally break out the infamous photo with CM Punk and MJF back when MJF was just a wee little lad. And MJF was speechless and he walked off the uh, off the stage in a huff. I love this. I thought this was a fantastic start to the show. CM Punk is back. And uh, should be a really fun dog collar match. We get a mention of Cody Rhodes in the first like 10 minutes of the show. With a callback to the dog collar match. What? I said we got a mention of Cody Rhodes 10 minutes into the show because they talked about the first dog collar match in AEW history, Dominic. Oh, in AEW history. That's why I was like, what? Like, when did Punk and Cody have a fucking dog collar match? I was like, kind of brain farted for a second. Yeah, uh, random question, pop quiz for you, Dominic. Do you know the reasoning behind the connection with Roddy Piper? And a dog collar match with Rowdy Piper in a dog collar match. You said yes. Wasn't it him and Dusty? I don't know. Come on, Dom. You you got to you know these people I do podcasts with. They got to you got to know your wrestling history. Why do I got to fucking know history? I need to know U.S. history. That's all that matters. America. That is U.S. history. Him, Roddy Piper taking on Greg the Hammer Valentine. Want to say it was for the U.S. title? Not going to hundred percent confirm. Know your history. Yeah, Dominic, know your history. Come on, fucking cuck. It's one of the most famous dog collar matches in history. One of the most famous Roddy Piper matches in history. The more Why? you know. Why? Why? Why was it the most famous? Because it was a fucking slugfest, brutal bloodbath, and it was amazing. Hmm. 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 Thoughts on the punk promo. Thoughts on the punk promo, Dominic. You know, typical good punk promo. Um, I think the photo was a little cliche since we've all seen it. You know, I thought we haven't seen an AEW though. Yeah, I mean, you know, not everyone lives on the internet, Dominic. Sorry, but uh, you know, typical good punk punk quickly like a typical punk promo makes me happy, so it's fine. Brian Danielson takes on Lee Moriarty and Brian beats Moriarty in about 13 or so minutes. Uh, Dominic thoughts on the match. Typical Brian match makes me happy. No, um, uh, I, I think Brian Danielson to me is a lot better now than he was in WWE. Um, just, the intensity that he has. I don't know if it's, if it's something's relit and he's just ready to go, or if it's just, you know, him growing up, but you know, great match. I love this match. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Then we get Brian on the stick talking, calling out John Moxley about his offer. 
that apparently he said he had a week to consider, but it's been two weeks now at this point. Moxley comes out to the stage. Moxley cuts, I thought, a killer promo. So he didn't say no. He didn't say yes. But they are setting up a match, I believe, at Revolution or maybe on a Dynamite with Moxley and Danielson. I just, I loved the match. I loved the talking. I just loved everything about it. I thought they kind of put a neat spin on Moxley's response, you know, not saying yes or no. Did he say something like, I don't trust anyone until I make them bleed or something like that? Yeah, and I thought that was just a fantastic kind of... That's the line that made me nice. Yeah, I thought it was just like a fantastic, you know, exclamation point to the promo. He walks off, gets you hyped up for the match, a little bit of stakes. It's not a, a grudge match by any means, but you just want to see these two guys just fucking go at it and fight. So I loved it. Uh, both of them kind of in flux with the heel because Mox was kind of turning heel before he went off uh, to rehab. Brian is a heel, but I mean, everybody loves him. So it is kind of a, a weird dynamic that they got going on right now. Um uh, Keith Lee cuts a little bit of a promo, just kind of, you know, reminded everyone that he's here and he's going to be in the face of the revolution ladder match. Woo. Good job, Keith. Then mm-hmm. speaking of the face, of the revolution ladder match, we had Wardlow defeating Max Caster uh, to get the second spot. Uh, the third spot was filled by uh, powerhouse Hobbs who won today on rampage. So shout out. We got three got of the three big beefy men. Three thick boys. Maybe Keith Lee is going to flip flop around finally and someone can catch up without dying. Maybe. Uh, but yeah, Wardlow wins. Uh, you know, Caster's not the worker compared to Bowen. So the match was okay. Uh, I do think maybe the bloom is off the rose of Wardlow a tad bit. There was like that little, I mean, I think I said it last week, the little moment where it's kind of hitting its peak. And then he's just kind of cooled off and he's not exactly getting better in the ring either. Well, so. I mean, but if, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the ladder match gives you a, la- a top shot of the title right later on TNT title. Oh, the TNT title. Oh, never mind. There goes my theory. Never mind. Damn. Uh, then. We get Hangman Adam Page getting interviewed by Tony Schiavone. He gets the Jeff Hardy treatment, gets cut off after a couple words. Adam Cole comes out. They blabber back and forth. I thought Cole stood in the ring, looked like a main event, top tier world champion type act, while Page just kind of cowered and said a few things, didn't exactly you know stand up to Cole. And then we get the beat down with the Red Dragon. So I like Cole, not so much Page. What do you think, Dominic? I have to agree. And, some, you know, the whole time I was watching this, I was just thinking, like, you know, and then because we've talked about it before, you know, are they waiting for Kenny to come back? Are they waiting for something to happen or whatever? I mean, what, when I was watching this, I was thinking, you know, what better way to have, you know, to bring Kenny Omega back is to have Adam Cole beat Hangman Page for the title and have Kenny Omega come back and be like, nah, motherfucker, this is mine. And then you can kind of hash everything out with the Bucks, Red Dragon, Kenny, Adam, you know, the good brothers are kind of back and forth between AEW and, and Impact. You have Jay White now. You have, you know, I'm sure the fucking other, the, what are the fucking dudes' names? The... Gorillas of Destiny or something like that, or 
What's their names? Um, I guess the Gorillas of Destiny are talking about the Good Brothers. No, the the fucking the the dudes that the two, that, the two Tongans in yes. New Japan. Yes, the Gorillas of Destiny. Oh, thank you. I'll look at that. I'm fucking so smart. Tomatongan Tongaloa. I'm so fucking smart. Atta boy. I'm sure you can bring them in and you know, like you can have some big old fucking big fucking gang war or something like that. So uh later on we did get a little backstage whatever video of the young bucks red dragon and cole cole caught in the middle between the two tag teams arguing uh so you know further continuing with kind of the feud i mean the young bucks kind of sided with adam page so i don't know if we're going to get a little bit of a connection there or whatnot we are going to have a triple threat tag team match at revolution where there's like two different battle royals it is very you know convoluted and i think way too confusing for even me so I don't even know how other people are kind of thinking about this. So uh, what do you think, you know, Red Dragon and Young Bucks are doing? Are they going to both be the teams in the triple threat match? Is there going to be some sort of shenanigans? And how does Adam Cole kind of figure into this love triangle? Well, who would be the other team? Would it be Jurassic Express? Uh, well, they are the champions. Okay. I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Don't fucking put me on the spot like that. Because I, I rather – I would – I don't think either Young Bucks or Red Dragon should be in a title match. I mean, you have other teams that are way more deserving. Um, you can, you know, have them in a you know two on two normal tag match maybe, and then you know later on the show, you know, Red Dragon goes in to screw Page, and then Buxton come out to save Page, and then you know it's just you know a big brawl that unfolds, and then you can have. Hangman Page reti- retain the title, and then you know you can set up like Page and Bucks getting back together, reuniting, being a happy fucking elite family, and then you know, yeah. Speaking of Page, uh, what does Paige Van Zant do now that she ran Brandy Rose out of AEW? Uh, she's head bitch in charge now, right? Isn't Amen. that kind of isn't that kind of like how it works? Like if you kick a bitch off your territory, it's your territory now, right? Yeah, I mean, is that how it works over in your territory, Dominic? I mean, I'm I'm HBIC in the warehouse, so no one's going to take that from me. Okay, okay. Uh, then we get the tag team match, Santana Ortiz defeating Jericho and Hager. Uh, you know, Jay Rowe already kind of talked about it. This match was kind of a bit of a dud. Uh, the, tag team, the tag team won the tag team match, but in ring-wise, it was fine but it was more just kind of a catapult into Jericho and Kingston continuing their feud and having a match whenever the hell that's going to be. Presumably the pay-per-view. Probably. And I'm not really excited for this either. So continuing Jericho turning heel, uh, fine with it, but I don't want him to get the big show treatment, which Jericho is going to be, I guess, a part of AEW for the next couple of years. So even though he teased Kevin Owens, it seems though Jericho will be here for the long call. Then uh, Thunder Rosa takes on Mercedes Martinez. No DQ match. Uh, brawls to the crowd a little bit. You know, there were some weapons. It wasn't bloody gory by any means. Um, Thunder Rosa gets the win. We get the uh, sensei from Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. He gets involved talking to Britt Baker. We get a little angle where Britt Baker and crew beat down on Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. And Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker are going to have a match at Revolution for the title. So 
We're finally getting that. Why would the lady that just lost the match get a title match? Uh, Thunder Rosa beat Mercedes Martinez stomach. Yeah, and you said Brett Breaker, Mercedes Martinez, and Thunder Rosa are in the title match. I know. I just said Thunder Rosa and Brett Baker are in the title match. No, you put you said Mercedes. Martinez. Watch the tape. Roll it back. You'll see. And then I expect you to fucking call me and say, Dominic, you were right. All right. I said Britt Baker and crew beat down on Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. And there should have been like a period there. Britt yeah, Baker but you didn't. and Thunder Rosa are going to have a match right. at, you know, what, Dominic, fuck you think about this match. The fuck I think about this match. I thought it was okay. You know, I'm usually not pretty high on the women's division, but Thunder Rosa. Sexist. Thunder Rosa, Mercedes Martinez did did it good. They done did it good. Then we get a get some hype packages. We get switchblade packages, but none of them are as good as Austin Aries' package, right, Dominic? Well, doesn't Brian Danielson have the best small package? He does. Okay. Austin Aries has the best package. I guess. You've already forgot that bit, haven't you? Maybe. Maybe. In the main event, Sammy Guevara takes on Darby Allen for the TNT title. Sammy gets the win. Um, it was a convoluted finish with Andrade and Matt Hardy and yada, yada, yada. So, uh, you know, clusterfuck finish for an AEW main event, something we don't get all too often. I'm not going to say I liked it, but... Um, I mean, the in-ring action, the in-ring action was good. Just the finish was shit. So it makes it an okay match. Yeah, sometime maybe good, sometime maybe shit. <laughs> oh, Dominic, you know that meme. <laughs> so good job. What? Good job. You know, you know that meme. Yes. Yes. Did I, oh, did I ask you if you knew the meme that, uh, what's his face, Joel B posted after the Ben Simmons trade? Yes, he did. And did you say you knew what that meme meant? Um, I didn't know like exactly what it meant, but like I got the gist of it okay, and okay. then you explained it to me. All right. All right. Uh, thoughts on the TNT main event. It was all right. I mean, I kind of do agree with what you said. It's kind of like you have a good match and then like all the shit at the end kind of ruins it for you. But I mean, you know, AEW can't be perfect all the time. Right, buddy. Right, right. Exactly. Then finally, we do have elimination chamber tomorrow. By the time we listen to this, it's either going on as you speak or it's already going off. So we're not going to go completely in depth into it, but uh, talk about kind of the bigger matches, Dominic thoughts on, well, what's the main event? Goldberg and Roman Reigns. What are you talking about? Okay. Goldberg and Roman Reigns is going to be the main event. So let's talk about um, the women's champion or elimination chamber match. Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Nikki ASH and Alexa bliss winner is the number contender for the raw title thoughts on that. Uh, Bianca will be last. I think she's kind of the presumed favorite, but Rhea did get a, a strong showing on Raw. Alexa Bliss is returning. What do you see this one? I would love to have Bianca win just because I think it will be kind of apropos to have, you know, Becky comes back, beats her in like 10 seconds, and then you can kind of show Bianca fighting, scrapping her way all the way back to get that title match back. What the fuck just happened? I just, I'm, I'm standing up right now. And I fucking, I don't know what I was doing with my hands. And I like put them down and I fucking karate chopped my uh, headphone, <laughs> my headphone cord. Uh, I karate thought, chop. 
<laughs> you just fucking like died on me or something. But um, but I'm, yeah, here. I'm alive. I, I would like to have Bianca kind of fight her way back to get that title opportunity. And then kind of, you know, we get the match that we, not that we wanted, but the match she deserved, not the fucking give me a handshake. I'm going to fucking whatever she calls the rock bottom and manhandle slam manhandle slam, you know, you know, one, two, three, it can actually be a full fledged match. So let's go with Bianca. I'll go with Bianca as well. That's kind of the match I want to see with Bianca and Becky. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked if they just randomly uh, give it to Rhea Ripley for no good reason. Speaking of Becky Lynch, she takes on Lita for the Raw Women's title. I think we all kind of presume Becky's going to win. Yeah. I thought the contract signing where she was just kind of down in the dumps kind of was for like out of nowhere. At least like when MJF kind of did it, it made sense. Like Becky doing it just kind of so over the top. Well, but you know, Lita had the upper hand on her ever since Lita came back. So, you know, yeah, she- but also MJF was reacting to something that just happened. Becky is being all mopey a week after the fact, which kind of adds another layer to it. Ah. Ah. Uh, Becky for the win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the men's elimination chamber match for the WWE title, Bobby Lashley, Bork Laser, Seth Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. Um, as we kind of said earlier, I think Lashley and Brock are kind of the two favorites, depending on what exactly they want to do at Mania. Dominic, what do you see here? Riddle for the win. Bro. Exactly. And then... Bobby rips his ass up at WrestleMania. Yeah, I'm kind of going back and forth on this one. I would probably just say Bobby. Of course, just Bobby's going to retain, dude. Come on. Just, just, I mean, I think Brock definitely could win. I, I just don't like having Brock, you know, win the title, lose the title, win the title, lose the title, you know, just going back and forth all over the place. But um, I'll, I'll go with Bobby just to see what they can do at Mania. They want to have, you know, two titles, two title matches. And I don't think title for title, Brock and Roman really makes it that much bigger of a match anyways. So I, I, could, I bless you. She was coughing, but bless I, you. I, I could, I could see them getting them getting up and getting rid of Brock and then coming down to, you know, like a riddle or an AJ and being like, oh, my God, they can do it. And then Bobby just fucking beats the fuck out of him, like, last second and wins. So go on, I go with Bobby, too. Uh, then in Dominic's main event, Roman Reigns takes on Goldberg. Uh, this seemingly is Goldberg's last match in his contract. Um, it doesn't matter. I would just say Roman wins regardless. But um, do does Roman pull something good out of Goldberg, who he did have a good match last time, probably his best match since uh, the Brock match. So know Goldberg's best Saudi Arabia match against Lashley last time. So any any high expectations with this? Uh, I'm not going super high. I'm just going to go with it's going to be decent and Roman for the win. That's about it. Okay, I'll go with Roman as well. Uh, Dominic, does Cody show up? Do we get any hints of Cody? That's the only reason why I might tune in. It's just because of Cody possibly showing up. As one be able to see it live. I I mean, I think if you debut Cody, it's almost kind of a waste to do it in front of Saudi Arabia. Who's not it's not gonna be as big of a pop, as big of a moment if you were to do it in on Raw or SmackDown. 
that's why I kind of hope Cody's not there. But I'm just saying, unless it was a video package, I'm okay with the package, maybe, but not just him showing up. I'm just saying, could somebody possibly be injured in the men's elimination chamber match, and you have a last minute substitution, and it's Cody, and Cody wins? It's a possibility. I mean, I said, you know, Lashley, Cody. I think that's definitely one of the top matches they could do. And then uh, Cody and Lashley at WrestleMania. Cody gets a WrestleMania moment by winning and, you know, Ospedulio, so no. Maybe. Didn't talk about this, Dominic. Your thoughts on uh, Stone Cold possibly actually having a full-fledged match with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania? It won't happen. Yeah, I kind of lean that way, too. I think maybe it's blown And then, plus, you really, you really want to see Stone Cold come out. He ain't going to be wearing fucking the fucking black speedo knee brace. He's going to be wearing jeans and a t-shirt and fucking, he's going to come out fucking stunner him. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I said on the other podcast. Like I'm conflicted. Like, yeah, it would be so cool if, if he comes back, but I mean, he's like 57. I think if he were to really come back like 10 years ago with the CM Punk stuff would have been the best moment yeah. for him to come back. But also WWE didn't have the type of money they have now. And maybe it is kind of blown out of proportion to where, they are in talks to bring them in to have a match. But as you said, it's probably just going to be some sort of gimmicky type thing where it's just like stunner. See ya, drink some beers, but a boom, we're done. So yeah. I, I don't see it. Happening. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not expecting too, too much. Take a bump. Eh, I mean, he can be safe about it. Uh, I don't know. I'll be too afraid. I mean, it's not going to like ruin his legacy, but he was, he's like the one guy who didn't come back and that rock match was so great. I mean, if him and Kevin Owens would have a match, it'd probably be really good. It probably wouldn't be no rock Austin WrestleMania 19, but Kevin would take care of him. So I wouldn't be too afraid. Yeah. So uh, that'll do it for today. Mm-hmm. We covered a whole bunch of different things. We talked WWE, AEW. I farted. Dominic, well, you do that every episode. You know, oh. talk about football, baseball, basketball, hockey. Shout out Mr. X. Quack, quack. So, quack, quack, motherfucker. If you want to be like Mr. X, Johnny, Big Fluff 13, Tygunny 27, any username, add number here, send in the question. If you want to email it to curveballancs at gmo.com. If you want to slide in the DMs or respond to our open letter, curveballs and CS on both Instagram and Twitter. All the links necessary are in the description of this podcast. Just click on it. Take you wherever you want to go, Dominic. Any parting words for the people? You know, like I, I, I've never. I know we've done this once or twice, but like we've gone to end it, and then we just went off. We usually go on tangents for like ten minutes, just to, you know, because we're about to end it, and then we don't end it right away. Kind of like throw people off. And want you want to do one of those? No. Sure, let's just sit here and you know go yak style because we're just big fans of the yak. You just sit here until curveballs and sure shots gets how many subscribers do we have? Five hundred. Let's just sit here until curveballs and sure shots gets five hundred subscribers. Wait, how many do we have? Um, I don't know. Let's see. <laughs> uh no, it's quite a bit. Just because you know your boy used to be a little bit of a, a YouTube sensation back in the day. Really, Dominic? Have we not? gone over this already certainly i just had a stroke (laughs) 302 subscribers at curveballs and chair shots so if you like to subscribe go over there i believe you just type in youtube.com slash curveballs and cs 
I think it just goes there. I think it's in the link tree. I'm pretty sure it's in the link tree. Click it. Boom. Take you there. One of the play rugby league today, but I guess not. We have not uh, posted anything in in almost or over a year at this point. So maybe we uh, do some streams. Maybe we not. Maybe some MLB The Show tech test. Dominic, get on the tech test. We can play some MLB The Show. It's free. How do you play that? Um, You play baseball. Like on my phone or is it a place? Well, actually, you can play it on the Switch now. Oh, I heard it looks like shit, but I mean, you could play it on the Switch if you want. Maybe, maybe we play co-op mode, you know, me, you, somebody else. I don't know who exactly, I don't don't know who that would be, but. Ah, we'll figure it out later. Let's end the podcast. All right. Thank you all very much for tuning in for Dominic and the studio audience and the barking spiders and the barking mascot. Uh, My name's Brandon. Goodbye. Good night. uh, McGangbank. My name's Dominic. Don't agree.